0: KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to The Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for The Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hi, everybody. Welcome again to another great episode of The Extraordinary Talk Show on this Monday. Got a lot going on in the news today. It is April 4th, 15th, which means if you don't get your taxes done, you better get them done. So good luck with that, and I wish you all the best in getting your taxes done. We are going to jump right into the story that I started to tell you guys two weeks ago, and got I didn't have enough time to finish it then, so I'm going to finish it now. And I also apologize that I wasn't here last week. We had a last minute, unscheduled uh, conflict of schedules. So I'm here today and I'm going to finish the story for you. So we're talking about the law of attraction, which a lot of people think doesn't exist, isn't a real thing, or they just don't know enough about it to understand it. We're just talking about understanding it. And I'm telling you guys this story about one of the first times that I ever intentionally practiced it and what came out of that. So I had just learned about the secret. I had just watched the secret, the movie, and it made a lot of sense to me based on a lot of fundamental principles in my life that I was already living by that I just didn't know that that's what I was doing. So I decided to put it into action. We were in Virginia and I had just barely finished nursing school and just barely passed my nursing boards and we decided to move back to Utah. But I needed a job and I needed a place to live. And I started putting focus and intention into those things. I even made a very specific list of things that I needed my house to have. For example, we were living in a teeny tiny little bedroom condo and I needed my two sons to each have their own rooms. So I needed a three bedroom house at least that would allow my dogs, that would have a fenced in yard for my dogs and that somehow would have a way that from the kitchen I could see what my kids are doing. That was important to me. So I had this list and I knew where I wanted to live and I knew how much I could pay. And I had all these ideas about all the things that I wanted The question was how to find it. And then when it came to my job, I was a nurse, so I could work as a nurse, but not everybody hires brand new nurses. So I was really looking for a great job where I could earn enough money to provide for my family, not knowing how long it was going to take my husband to get a job once he got to Utah. We did decide and we made a conscious decision to go to Utah. And when we made that decision, we then started practicing gratitude in this way. When we would have our family prayers, which we did together at least once a day for dinner and sometimes more often if we were on top of it, we would say thank you for the home that was being prepared for us in Utah and the job that was being prepared for me in Utah before we ever moved to Utah. We didn't even know how long it was going to be before we got there. I had no idea where I was going to work, but we started practicing gratitude already. And when... Way I can maybe tell this in another story about how to be grateful ahead of time is I have two boys and they love video games. And always there's a special thing that happens. If I tell them, hey, we're going to go to the video game store, they immediately react with gratitude. Even if they come to me and say, hey, can we go to the video game store? And I say, yes, they immediately are grateful. Here's the thing they haven't been to the video game store yet, other than when we were there before. They haven't gotten a new game. They haven't had the chance to get home and play their new game. They have not yet experienced what you might say the purpose of getting the game is, but they are already grateful. And that's a special thing. And then when we get to the store, they again tell me, hey, mom, thanks for bringing us. And when they get to get a game, sometimes they use their own money. If they got it because of a reward or something and I pay for it, then they always tell me thank you. And then when we get home and they're playing it, they come out and tell me how awesome it is. So my kids in that way taught me how to be grateful for something before I get it. Because before you get something, it's already in the process of being put together for you, right? Like my house, a month before we moved to Utah, somebody else was moving out of my house. Somebody else was turning in their 30 days on their lease. And then they were cleaning the house and they were cleaning the carpets and they were mowing the lawn and they were preparing it for me. I hadn't found it yet, but it was all in process of preparation for when I got here. So even though I couldn't see it, I couldn't hear, smell, taste, touch it, I was already grateful for it. And that was really important. So one day I was folding laundry. I think I started telling this part last week, two weeks ago. And I got a phone call. And it was from a place in Utah that wanted me to come to an interview. This was the Thursday that I got this phone call. They wanted me to interview on Tuesday. I did not tell them that I was 2,400 miles away. I said, yes, ma'am, I can be there. I hung up the phone and I started packing. Sat Saturday morning, I hugged my kids and my husband and my dogs goodbye. And I got in my car and I drove away and I drove 2400 miles completely by myself, which was great. It was actually a really fun adventure. And that's important too. have fun on the adventure. And I got to Utah and I did the job interview that I went for. I was staying with my grandma and they called me that Friday and told me I did not get the job And I was kind of stunned. I was like, but that's what I'm here for. What do you mean I don't have the job? I've already been grateful for this job. What do you mean it's not mine? And it kind of blew me off kilter a little bit. All of my whole plans about how I I had everything figured out, about how everything was just going to fall in line, wasn't falling in line. But I rolled with it. I got up from the table and I went outside to take a walk. Because that's one thing I know for me, that's a way that I can feel better. That's a way that I can feel calm and at peace is by going for a walk. It's one way. And one thing I didn't know at the time was I was walking meditation. I was doing walking meditation all the time, and I just didn't realize it. But I walked outside, and there was immediately, as soon as I looked at the, out, there was a huge rainbow across the whole sky. And I took that as a sign, as a symbol, and as a promise that everything was exactly the way it was supposed to be. And that was hard for me a little bit to accept, Because everything that I thought was supposed to be was not happening the way I thought it was going to happen. And I needed a reminder. I had to have a little talk with myself and say, listen, the very, very best things are going to happen to me. And the things that I can see as possible options may not be the very best options. So maybe that job that I drove across the country for, maybe that's not the very best option. That's just what I needed to get me here. So that was a Friday over the weekend, I put my put new copies of my resume together. I went online and filled in a lot of applications for new places. Then I walked into a place, into a building on Monday, and at the front desk, I asked for the director of nursing. And they called on the overhead for the director of nursing to come to the front desk or call the front desk. I thought maybe I'd get a call if she had time to, to talk to me. That's not what happened. She, as I was standing in the lobby, the director of nursing, walked into the lobby and she said, well, I could call her. I could just walk here because I'm right here. What can I do for you? And I immediately went right up to her and I shook her hand and I gave her my me in 30 seconds and told her I wanted to work for her. And she said, well, you got a few minutes right now? Absolutely. I have a few minutes right now. So we sat down and we interviewed each other and she offered me a job. And not only did she offer me a job, but she offered me a job that was 5 to $6 an hour more than the job that I had been turned down for only three days before. And it blew my mind, and it was an amazing job. In fact, I had that job for about four years, and I did that same type of nursing for almost eight. But one thing happened. I went home, back to grandma's house where I was staying, and I told grandma, well, I got a job and I at the time I was still a little bit blown away by it because I couldn't believe how easily and how simply it had happened but that's how all of that works when you're actively using the law of attraction the best option was not the one that I saw was not the one that I was going after but going after that one put me in the right direction to find the better option and all I had to do was keep putting one foot in front of the other. Knowing what my goal was, not knowing how I was going to get there, but knowing what the goal was and knowing what my next step was. And it really did feel like a scavenger hunt that I would put together for my kids. You know, the kind where you put a note and say, go look in the fridge. And in the fridge, there's a note that says, go look in the backyard. And in the backyard, there's, you know, how that works. And that's exactly how following that path felt to me as I was actively focusing on using the law of attraction. I was going to do it. And I didn't always know, in fact, I never knew how I was going to get to the end goal until I got there. All I knew was what the next step was. And the next step might not have even taken me directly to my final goal, but it took me in the right direction so that it was an easy switch to take the right direction, to get to the right answer, the right solution, the right manifestation. Boom. So that's how I got the job. But then I got home and the thing about this job was it was a management position right out of nursing school. How cool was that? I didn't have any business casual clothes. I had like one outfit. And as I mentioned that to grandma, God bless grandmas, Grandmothers are the most wonderful thing in the world. She reached in her purse and took out $200 and said, honey, you go shopping. I wasn't asking for that. In fact, if I'd known she was going to do that, I might not have told her that because I wasn't trying to get that from her. But all of the steps just came to me, landed in front of me. And the next day I was able to go shopping and get some really great outfits to wear for my new job. And then getting the new job with really within a week of being in town, which is actually pretty awesome, even though I started to be disappointed about not getting the first one, recognizing I got an even better one and I was still only there a week by the time I got that job. Now I had to find a house because I had to have a place for my husband and my kids and my dogs and me to live once my family joined me here. As it was, they were still 2,400 miles away. Side note, when I didn't get that first job, I didn't tell my husband. I told him on Monday after I got the other job. I'm not recommending that that's how you should always do it. I'm just telling you that's what I did. He didn't mind. So as I was looking for a place... I was constantly checking out rentals on in the what I could find in the newspaper classifieds. I was looking on Craigslist. I was driving around and I knew the area that I wanted my house to be in. So I was driving around the neighborhoods trying to find a house with a first rent sign in front of it. Right. And I found a couple and I looked at a couple and none of them were right. And none of them had that list of things that I needed because I was very specific that I needed those things in my home. One thing about that need, though, was I didn't hang on to it i thought well you know if it doesn't have this or if it's missing one thing we can probably get away around it as long as the the criticals are there right as they have to allow my dogs for example that's that's a must-have and we can work our way around some of the other things because really the universe and god as i understand him is bringing me the very very best thing for me and i don't have to know how it's the best thing to know that it's the best thing and when it comes to me it's going to be awesome And that was the attitude that I had. And I confused grandma a little bit. God bless her. (laughs) Because I would go yard sale shopping. When my husband and my kids came, they were planning on bringing our minivan and our six-foot trailer and nothing else. And if it didn't fit in that minivan or six-foot trailer, it was not coming to Utah with us. No furniture, nothing that would take up any big room was coming. So I had to basically restock my house. I had to find a couch and chairs and beds, and everything for my kitchen. And here comes Grandma to the rescue again, because Grandma insisted on giving us her extra beds from her spare rooms. So in one room, she's got a queen bed, and in the other room, she's got two twins, which is perfect for what my family needs, and she insisted that we take them. I didn't ask for them. She just said, oh, honey, I've got this one solved for you. You're just going to take these beds. If I'd known that Grandma was going to buy brand new beds to replace the ones she gave me, I might not have accepted them as it was, she told me they were getting old and she was going to get rid of them anyway, which is the thing that grandmothers would say. Anyway, I started yard sale shopping on Saturdays. I didn't have a house to move into yet, but I knew when I got that house, I was going to need some kitchen supplies. I was going to need some plates. I was going to need some sheets and all of those other things that you need to have when you move into a new home and when you're living there. And I would find these things For great deals at yard sales, and I would bring them home and put them in grandma's garage. And one day I came in from the garage after putting these things out there, and grandma had been watching me, and she said, Honey, I don't understand. Why are you buying things for a house that you don't have yet? And it was all I could do to not laugh because I said, Grandma, that's how you do it. That's how I get my house to come for me, is I make myself ready for it. The house is getting ready for me. And I've got to get ready for my house. And one way that I'm getting ready for my house is one, by trusting that God and the universe are figuring it out. They know the best option and they're going to show it to me at just the right time. And while that my house is getting ready for me, I have to get ready for my house. And that means preparing for the house, including having stuff for it. All of that was a concept that grandma didn't really seem to get. And that's okay. And if you don't, that's okay too. But I came inside from the garage And sat down on the couch, and she was still kind of shaking her head about this. And I popped open Craigslist. Oh, and oh look, there's a new house for rent in this area that I hadn't seen before. So I immediately tapped the screen. And we're talking, this is about 2012. And Grandma still has never had a cell phone, much less a smartphone. And the idea that I could tap the screen on my phone to call a random number about a house just blew Grandma's mind. So that's pretty fantastic anyway. It's something that we're used to, but it really is a cool thing that you can do that. And I called on this house and the lady that answered said, oh really? I just barely listed that on Craigslist like five minutes ago. So I was literally the first person to call within minutes on this house. And that's not even the first time that that's happened to me. So I went and looked at the house. It was two blocks away from grandma and grandpa and two blocks away from my parents-in-law And it was perfect. It had everything on my list. Three bedrooms with a yard. The yard wasn't fenced in, which was one of those wiggle areas, but they were more than willing to allow us to install a fence on the side of the house to make it fenced in so that my dogs could be in the backyard. And it was exactly in my price range, and it was exactly all of the things that I needed. And it just happened. And it worked so well that I got my job first because by the time I actually got the house I had money from my job that I could use as a down payment and my first month's rent and then they weren't sure when the house was going to be ready when it was the other renters were going to be out and it was going to be fully cleaned it turned out to be ready three days before my husband and kids arrived everything as it was worked out perfectly and that house let me tell you something about that house Not only did it have all of the things in that house that I needed it to have, but it put me and my family in the right place. We lived in two other houses in that neighborhood, in fact, on other sides of that same block, for the next eight years. We only lived in that house for a little over two years, but we lived on that block for eight years. And on that block, we made some tremendous friends. We built some wonderful relationships. Our kids had friends as... The adults, we made friends with our neighbors, and we loved these people. It was a wonderful place to live. And every day I could see another reason why that was the perfect house for me to be. And it wasn't just that I had attracted that house that I had brought it to me, but that house, in its own kind of interesting way that's hard to explain, had attracted us to it. In fact, one of my neighbors, whose son hung out a lot with my son, told me, she said, Della, I prayed you guys here. My son needed a friend. I prayed for you and you came. And I kind of laughed and I said, that's funny. I thought I was the one that prayed me here. But remember, when you're asking for something, it's not just going to bless you. If you do it only your way and insist on being in control of everything about it and how it happens, then it's going to be more about you. But the more you can trust that everything will work out as much as it's absolutely supposed to, you will get more and more things out of that than you ever realize. If I had picked a house and said, this is the house I'm going to go to, I might not have been in exactly the right neighborhood at exactly the right time, in the right place where I needed to be and where other people needed needed me to be. But because I trusted and I just took the next step and because I was grateful starting way back in the beginning before I could actually see, hear, smell, taste, touch, any of these things come to be, I started out just being grateful, and I started out with a dream, a wish, a desire for these things to work out and to come to me and for me to come to them. And then all I had to do was maintain my gratitude, maintain my faith. And at that time for me right then, that was really easy. Other times it's a lot harder to hold on to your faith, but that's really critical because when your faith gets in the way or when your lack of faith gets in the way, it literally gets in the way. It literally blocks the amazing things that you're attracting from coming to you. That's why you have to have that faith. Desire and wishing and wanting is critical because if you don't desire and wish and want something, then you can't choose what's coming to you. But if you don't have faith that it can come to you, then it can't because what you believe is true. So I... Love the law of attraction the more I learn about it. When I first learned of it, I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. And then I got that really cool experience where I basically manifested a job and a house, exactly the right amount of money, exactly the right place, exactly the right time, everything that was perfect for me and my family. And then later I went back and thought, you know what? Maybe I should have asked for more. Maybe I should have asked to make more money and maybe I should have asked for a bigger house. And the thing is, I could have. And if I had had full faith in those things, I could have gotten those things. However, it was easier for me, and it might very likely be easier for you to set your heart on something manageable that's a manageable size. Because if you hope for something too big, then that doubt gets in your mind and that doubt blocks you. At that time for me, I had to ask for something that I knew was reasonable and feasible. It was a manageable size of something to ask for me that I could trust that the universe and God would bring that to me. Had I asked for something much larger, it would have been harder for me to maintain that faith. That's why it's so much easier to manifest $10 than to manifest a million dollars. The universe doesn't care. It's the same to the universe. But for us, for us little humans, it's easier to believe that $10. If I could boil down the entire law of attraction to the simplest, smallest, easiest explanation that I can give you, down to two words, even shorter than the name of it itself. I would tell you that at the root core of the law of attraction is be happy. Do you remember how I said that it's the journey that I enjoyed just driving to Utah? I loved that journey. I listened to Harry, Harry Potter audiobooks the whole way. It was amazing. I got so much time to myself just to think in my own head. It was a beautiful time. And I was grateful for that part of the journey. I didn't get my job yet. I didn't get my house yet. I wasn't even to Utah yet, but I was enjoying that journey. When you can be happy and grateful right here, right now, for what you have right now, and hopeful and excited and grateful for what's coming to you, that's when this works best. In are these meat suits that we wear on this planet Earth that we're currently on. Not all, but a good part of our purpose on this Earth is to experience. We get this meat suit, this virtual reality suit, for right here, right now, while we're in this life. And part of the reason that we have this is so that we can see and smell and taste and touch and experience everything as much as we possibly can. That's a portion, not all, but a portion of the reason why we are here is so that we can experience. And a lot of the law of attraction's purpose is to help us do that. And so the more you enjoy, the more you get to enjoy. When you are being happy, when you are enjoying the, the journey, when you can enjoy and appreciate and have gratitude for this moment right here, right now, anything about it, that makes the better, even better things come to you. Like we talked about before, the law of attraction is your HVAC unit for your house and you control the thermostat. A lot of people think, well, as soon as I get warm, I'll go change the thermostat. That's not how it works. You have to go change the thermostat if you want to get warm. But once you set it, it's only going to get better and better and better. So the thermostat, your thermostat, is literally the thoughts in your mind. And you must fine tune and adjust the thoughts in your mind to focus on gratitude, to focus on happiness, to focus on enjoying the journey, to focus on being grateful for what you have right here, right now, with a hopeful, positive, loving, happy, grateful wish for the future, that stuff will come to you. But the universe can only give you what you already have. That's why it's law of attraction. If you go look in the mirror and tell your, your mirror image to smile at you, it's not going to smile at you until you smile first. When you smile, the mirror smiles back immediately. But you're the one that has to do it first. So the happier and more grateful you are, the more the universe will give you a reason to be happy and grateful. And the universe isn't just about winning the lottery or manifesting a Mercedes Benz, which I've done, and I will tell you that story another time. The law of attraction is about giving you what you need to be able to see, hear, taste, touch, smell, everything to have those experiences to enjoy your life as much as you possibly can every time I see my dad every single time I give him a hug he says to me enjoy life my dad's a really smart guy and he's got a lot of these things figured out and that's what I'm going to leave you with friends enjoy life we'll talk more about this again soon remember I love you remember I'm not trying to tell you what to think I'm trying to get you to think for yourselves Thank you for listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioSaintGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show. KDXI, St. George. Happy April 15th, sports fans. I'm Martin Kelly with your daily sports report brought to you by DixieAthletics.com and Radio Dixie 91.1